morning. Morning. Good morning. I bless everybody who's on the line this morning. It's a wonderful day in the neighborhood. Uh, okay. I hope you all you. be praying uh, because uh, the weather is saying that we're going to have a little rough weather coming down through the Gulf of Mexico and and instead of it include Mobile. So pray uh, that this tropical storm or whatever it, it calls itself will go back out into the ocean and will not do any damage. We didn't think very much of, uh, uh, of the last uh, cyclone or whatever it was coming through, and it literally took up uh, the area. So we pray. We're praying for a better weather. Thank you. This morning, I'm going to uh, look at First Samuel, 17th chapter, and Second Corinthians, uh, 10th chapter, 4th verse, Second Timothy. One and seven, and Proverbs twenty-eight. So it's, uh, we're we're kind of familiar with uh, uh, Second Samuel, First Samuel. Did I say Second Samuel? I mean First Samuel. If I said Second Samuel, First Samuel seventeen. Um, and it's the story of David uh, and Goliath, Goliath, uh, as he is to say, Davy and Goliath. <laughs> so we're going to take a look at that this morning, and and we're going to see what the Lord would say uh, concerning this word. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord, we just come to you this morning. Father, thank you, Lord. For your grace, your mercy. Thank you, Father God, for your word that you told us that we should live by every word that proceeded out of your mouth. And so, Father God, as you give us the revelation and reveal to us uh, from this, these passages, Lord, what thus is the Lord for us today, Father God, that is applicable to our daily lives, Father, so that we may live the abundant life that Jesus has died for. And so we give you thanksgiving, praise, honor, and glory this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. So let's look at, uh, be using a little amplified. I might kind of go back and forth between the uh, amplified and the King James Version and maybe even the NIV. Um, So let's look at um, Samuel 17. Excuse me a minute. My eyes have to adjust first thing in the morning here. Now the Philistine, let's uh, first one. Now the Philistines gather together their armies for battle and was assembled at Soko, which belonged to Judah, and encamped between Soko and Azekah in Ephraim's domain. 
Saul and the men of Israel was encamped in the valley of Eli and drew up in battle array against the Philistines. So we see here that Israel is going in to battle uh, with the Philistines. And the Philistines stood on one mountain and then Israel on the other mountain. And the Bible said there was a valley uh, between them. And in the Philistines' camp, there was, that would be uh, verse 4, there went out a champion out of the camp of Philistines, the Philistines named Goliath uh, of, God, of Gath, whose height was six cubits in a span. And, and uh, I didn't look up how tall that was in feet. But uh, we know that uh, Goliath was a giant. Uh, and his armor was huge. Uh, his his spears was huge. He had people carrying stuff for him. Uh, it weighed so much, uh, and he and he was like a big and tall, intimidating kind of figure. And in verse eighty says, and he stood and he cried unto the armies of Israel. And he said unto them, why, why are ye come out to set your battles in array? Am not I a Philistine and, your, and you servants to Saul? So choose your man for, and let him come down to me. If he be able to fight with me and to kill me, verse 9, then will we be your servants. But if if I prevail, then and kill you and him, the one you sent out, then you should be our servants and served us, serve us. So he went, you know. So he's boasting, you know, and defy the armies of Israel this day. Give me a man that we may fight together. And the Bible says here in verse. Verse uh, 11, when Saul and all Israel heard those words of the Philistines, they were greatly dismayed and greatly afraid. I want you to take a, take a look at that verse here. Uh, verse 11, when Saul and all Israel heard these words of the Philistines, of Goliath, they were dismayed and greatly afraid. Now David, who was the son of uh, Jesse, the Ephraite of Bethlehem, because uh, he was the youngest son, we remember that. Uh, uh, Jesse had eight sons, I think it was. And remember that uh, uh, Samuel had gone looking for the the one to to anoint king and David and had gone through all of Saul's sons and David was out keeping the sheep and and um, and and Samuel was not satisfied because he still in his spirit knew that no didn't he now he, do you have another son. And he said, well, yeah, I got the, got the youngest one. He's out there keeping the sheep, you know. And so Jesse is thinking, surely you ain't talking about him, you know. 
I mean, that little thing, you know, he's just a sheep keeper. And, and remember, Saul said, no, I won't sit down until I anoint the right one. So bring him, bring him to me. So so this same David uh, just descends into the battle to take his son some food. And so David, uh, <laughs> and I can just imagine David, <coughs> He's eager to go out there and to see what's really going on here because, you know, he's too small, too young, and not included as one of the, the soldiers in the in the army. So he gets, uh, he gets an opportunity to go there by taking them uh, uh, their lunch. And so he gets so... So he gets up, the Bible says he gets up early the next morning after Saul had told him uh, to go down and find his brothers and take them some food and take the officials some food. And uh, David uh, got up early and got got himself together and went down um, to find his brothers. And, and in verse 23... And verse 22, and David left his carriage in the hand of the keeper of the carriage and ran into the army and came and saluted his brethren. And as he talked with them, behold, there came up again the champion, they call him, the Philistine of Gath, Goliath by name, one of the armies of the Philistine, and spake according to the same words. And David heard these words. And all the men, verses 24 again, and all the men of Israel, when they saw the man, they fled from him and were so afraid. And the, and the men of Israel said, Have ye seen this man that has come up? Surely to defy Israel he come up. And it shall be that the man who killeth him, the king will give him his daughter and make him rich and free him up from paying taxes. 26, and David spake to the men that stood by, saying, What shall be done to that man that killeth this, this Philistine and take away the reproach from Israel? But in, in, we know this line. For who is this uncircumcised Philistine that he should defy the living God? And then the people asked him after the same same manner. And so when his brothers uh, saw David, and, and David, the boldness of David, little David, he come up, they kind of uh, reprimanded him. And so they didn't want him to... Uh, uh, make them look like they wasn't big, great, big warriors. And so in verse 29, David says, what have I done? They want him to shut up. We know you just came to, to, to gaze and to see if we was losing this battle. And, you know, and I, we know you, your heart ain't right. You got an evil heart. Say, where are those, where are them few sheep you keep? Would you leave them or something? And David said, "Who have, what have I done? Is there not a cause? 
and he turned from uh, from him toward another and spake in the same manner. So finally, Saul hears about David over there uh, being so bold and everything, and he calls for him, and he goes to Saul, and then David appeals to Saul, let me, you know, let me take on this Philistine. And Saul said, no, you're just a child. And so he says, no, he says, he told him about the lion and the bear that God has had helped him prevail over, and so then, so then, so then Saul says, "Oh well, okay." And then Saul tries to put his armor on David, which weighed him down because it was too heavy. That tells us that that we can't put on anybody else's armor to do the work. We God has equipped us with our own armor, so we have to use the 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 uh, war, weapons of warfare that God gives us and 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 by David being young uh that tells us that spiritual strength is not positioned on age you know you can you can there can be some some uh, say let's use say old saint in the church that should have been you know should be all mature and and should be a leader and should be able to take on the young and teach the young but sometimes it's the young people who has most zeal, most get up and go in the in the uh, in the spirit, and is more apt to be more effective in the spirit. And so, as David takes on this giant, uh, uh, he does he does a couple of things. He 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 decides uh, through the spirit that get, he knows through the spirit that God is going to help him prevail in this and that uh, uh, he he takes his weapons, the, the stones, okay, he takes the stones and he chooses five stone, smooth stones. Now, I've heard preachers preach and say those five smooth stones was the, you know, five gifts of the, uh, the uh, five callings of the spirit, the teacher, the prophet, the, the evangelist, uh, the pastor. And, uh, and he takes these stones, and as we know, when he, when he delivered these stones, it, uh, I also heard that, that, they were, that they were propelled by the Holy Ghost to hit him dead in, his, in the center of his, his forehead and, and knock him out. But before David did that, he prophesied. He said what was going to happen. You know, uh, let me just read. Uh, let me just read a couple more, and then I wanted to say, uh, ask you, what is like? What is your? What's your Goliath? You know, because we all come up on Goliaths during our lifetime, and how do we handle those Goliaths? So let's look at uh, Second Second Corinthians tenth chapter fourth verse. Uh, that says, "For the weapon, let me read it in the Amplified. Uh, for the weapons of our warfare are not physical weapons of flesh and blood, but they are mighty before God. Uh, and then King James says, through God, they are mighty before before God for the overthrow and the destruction." Of strongholds, Amen. So, so, uh, uh, so David. So even though David was using uh, pebbles or rocks, those weapons, 
were not carnal in their in their um, uh, in their power, and so by the Holy Ghost uh, propelling those weapons right into salt into Goliath's forehead and knocking him right out, because God has and David the Bible said David ran to the battle. He ran to to uh, Goliath. And Goliath thought it was funny, this little rock running up against me. But but David prevailed. And before he get knocked him out, he prophesied. He said, he said what was going to happen. And that's how sometimes we need to approach uh, uh, our problems. This, uh, even even Moses says, this, this, take a good look at this army of, of uh, Pharaoh because and when you see now, you ain't gonna see no more. And so we need to say to our to our problems and to our bills and to our Goliaths and strongholds and things that seem to want to stand in our way. Uh, that this day, David says, "Listen, this day, the Lord will deliver you into my hands, and I will smite you, and I'm gonna cut off your head." And I'm going to give your corpse to the army of the Philistines and to the birds of the air and to the wild beasts of earth, that all the earth is going to know this day that there's a God in Israel. And all this assembly shall know that the Lord saves not with swords and spears, for the battle is the Lord, and he will give you into my hand. And then the Bible says, and David ran up to him. And and uh, and and he fell flat on his back. David cut his put his foot on his chest and cut his head off. And it came to to pass that what David said uh, became a reality. So uh, I want to look at Proverbs uh, real quick. I want to look at trying to put this together. So uh, Proverbs twenty eight. Let's look at Proverbs twenty eight real quick here. Yeah. Uh, Proverbs 28, 28.1, uh, the, the wicked flee when no man pursueth, but the righteous are as bold as a lion. And, and, how, and how can we be bold? Because we know who we serve, and we know that the power is in the name of the Lord. It's in the name of Jesus, and so so David says that uh, that uh, uh, his power was in God, and he wasn't he wasn't dependent on himself. He says he he said that the Lord helped him to overcome a lion and a bear. In First Timothy, Second Timothy one seven, we all know that God has not given us the spirit of fear, but the spirit of love, power, and a sound mind. And so when we come up on our Goliath, we don't we don't approach them uh, uh, frightened and timid and shaken because we have we have uh, a weapon to our warfare. We uh, is mighty through God, and we pull down those strongholds, and we're not intimidated by uh, what it looks like. Because if we if we go by what it looks like, then we will cow down and we will forget who we are, 
as children of the Most High God, walking in power and authority. So God has given us this power and authority to speak to that thing, prophesy to it, prophesy to these bones. Say, bones, you're going to live. In the name of Jesus, you're going to live. And so we have this authority and this power in our mouth, in the words that we speak, they are spirit and they are life. And so as David as David knew his God, the Bible says, those who know their God shall do exploits. And so when we know it, so the, so the, so the solution here is that do we know our God? If we know our God, then we know that we can depend on our God to bring us out of every situation, every circumstance, everything that looks like it's exalting itself against the word and the knowledge of God, that we can bring it down because what? Greater is he who's in us than the enemy who's in the world. So when we face these Goliaths, and, they, and Goliath, remember that he was a big dude. So, so most of the time when we are facing Goliath's kind of situations, he, we remember that he's a big dude. They look big. They look insurmountable. They look unconquerable. But we know, we know where our help comes from. Uh, uh, the Bible, I remember the Lord told me, uh, I was reading one day, and he underlined, he on the big black marker here on the line. Be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. In the power of his might, not in the power of our might. So even though the words come out of our mouth, even though we prophesy the words through our mouth, even though we say what's going to happen. And this is, we say what's going to happen. A lot of times you preachers, when you start preaching, you can prophesy from the beginning. What's going to happen in service today with, with, with it in line with God's word? You can boldly say there's going to be healing in here in the house today. There's going to be deliverance and salvation in the house today. And we can prophesy those, those words. The Bible says prophesy. And, they can, and those words will come to pass when you're strong and in the power of his might. Thank you, Lord. So when we're facing Goliath, you got a Goliath today that seems that it just won't move, that seems that you can't bring it down. Just remember that giants still fall. Giants do fall. And we can cut the heads off. And we can get rid of it through our God, who is mightier than any other force there is in the world. He is God. And so, so today... If you're facing a Goliath, if it looks like it's never going to move, if it looks like it's at the 11th hour and it's still standing there taunting you and talking about send me out of me. So if, you, if, you, if you're facing that, remember that God has not given you a fear spirit, that you're bold as a lion, that you can do all things through Christ that strengthens you, that the battle is not yours, it's the Lord's. Father God, in the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord, that you are a way maker. We thank you, Lord, that you are battle battle ox. Father God, that you fight our battles 
And, Lord, we do not have to fight our battles. Lord, we remember, Lord, you said in your word, Lord, when you come back, you're going to come back with your saints riding on white horses in white garb, in white array, clothes, and we're not going to get any blood on us. Because why? Because you're going to defeat them with the words that come out of your mouth. And, Father God, we just thank you right now that those words that come out of our mouth are powerful and anointed through you because you are in us. And when we speak, Lord, we speak the oracles of your word, and they have power and authority to tear down, to root up, to destroy in the name of Jesus and to, and to remind us that we are more than conquerors through our Lord and our Savior who gave his life for us. Thank you, Jesus, that we would have this life and have it more abundantly. So, Father, we don't walk around in fear. In the name of Jesus, fear has no no part of us. We don't walk around in fear, but we are as bold as a lion. Thank you, Father God. We are you, you, you are the Lion of Judah. And, Father God, we are bold as lions through you, Lord. So we tear it down. So we pull down every stronghold right now, <clears throat> every high thing that's exalting itself against the word and knowledge, every lie that's presenting itself in the name of Jesus. We take the sword of the Spirit and we bring it down in the name of Jesus. Come down, Goliath. Who are you? that would exalt yourself and present yourself before the child of God. Yeah, you come with your, with your bragging and your fear, but we come in the name of the Lord, and we bring you down. Father God, thank you right now that every, every Goliath that is standing and, and in our way and looking like he's a bad dude, we thank you, Father God that the word of God will bring him down in the name of Jesus, and he shall not be anymore. So we speak to, we speak to debt that is threatening. Some, so that might be somebody who don't know what they're going to do about, say, a utility bill today. It's threatening to be, cut your utilities off. We stand against that thing. Bold is a line, and we say that it shall not happen, not today and not on our watch. Father God, we thank you, Lord. There might be some who can't even pay their car note. You're worried about the car being 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 uh, taken from them. Anything that exalts itself against the knowledge of God's words that says that we are more than conquerors, we bring it down in the name of Jesus. We bind it up and cast it down to the ground and say and prophesy that you will not get up again in the name of Jesus. Lord, we thank you for the power. We thank you for the authority that's in the name of Jesus, that we can use the name of Jesus and see things change. Thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. Thank you, Lord, that we can relax in you knowing, Father God, that you got it, knowing, Father God, that all that any Goliath that comes up against the children of God must fall. 
So we give you praise. We give you honor this morning that we can walk out bold as the Lamb and roar, Father God, because of who we are and everything else must stand back. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Father God. Through the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Thank you, Father God, that it is so. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We need to give the Lord praise for the authority that he has given us. We need to give 